Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. You are listening to Keep Canada Weird, a weekly weird news roundup by The Nighttime Podcast. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to the weekly Keep Canada Weird discussion series. If you're new here, Keep Canada Weird is the venue in which my pal Aaron Airport and I seek out and explore the more offbeat news stories that played out over the past week. In tonight's episode, which we recorded on December 12th, 2023, Aaron and I continue decorating this place for the upcoming visit from Santa Claus. We give the gift of scam prevention by discussing the thumbtack trick and the truth about those Taylor Swift tickets being sold on the internet. We're going to sing carols around Aurelia Ontario's Christmas tree, which is said to be the ugliest in Canada. And, well, we'll do our best to forgive the police across Quebec who've been wearing weird pants to work. Let's get into it. Handsome Aaron Airport, your beard is looking really nice today. Did you do something different with it or to it? I, I just kind of gave it a little dusting, you know, along the cheeks here, just mm. kind of cleaned it up around there. And mm -hmm. I let it grow in a little thicker than usual. Okay. Usually I kind of shave it down or trim it down pretty close to the skin, but uh, yeah, I'm letting it kind of grow a little longer now. Uh, we talked last week about uh, your work as a Santa at a Dooley's in Glace Bay for a dollar store Christmas party. Is your beard in any way kind of a sales pitch or maybe like keeping the door open for future opportunities like that? It just allows me to quickly transition into Santa uh, to just put apply some, uh, some gray uh, make up to the beard okay. and then I just I head right in I already have some natural gray on the chin mm -hmm. uh, so that makes it easier and then yeah it's very uh, versatile and flexible mm -hmm. and it, it can do a lot of things um, let's get into it when we talked last week I opened up with uh, it's almost Christmas you did not feel it was appropriate to say it at that point it is now December 12th is it almost Christmas yet I would say it's the Christmas season, but I would not say it's almost Christmas. Okay. Uh, I'm going to try to get you in the Christmas spirit. I think my favorite part of the Christmas season, uh, other than the gift giving, the happiness and joy of children, and the Garfield Christmas special, is stories of Christmas going wrong. Last week, we called out to listeners, um, letting them know that we would love to hear their story of bad Christmases bad gifts, horrible experiences, uh, maybe flight delays leading them to be stuck at a hotel in some crappy place during the holidays. 
you know, what are, are things along that line. Um, I'm compiling these stories uh, with the plan of maybe doing some kind of a Christmas special, but just to maybe grease the wheels a little bit and get people uh, more willing to hit pause on this podcast and go to nighttimepodcast.com and send us their bad Christmas story. Let me play one I just got. Mm. Uh, one of our Keep Canada Weird correspondents, Kitty, she shared us her bad Christmas, and we'll call this story Mr. Parker. Listen to this. Ooh. Hi, John and Aaron. Um, it's Kitty here, international correspondent for the UK and Ireland. Um, thank you for my monthly check for the uh, important work I do. It was received promptly as usual. I have a story for you about a bad Christmas. Um, so this Christmas, I was around seven. My sister would have been about five. Um, it started on Christmas Eve when my dad came back from the pub um, with a man I'll call Mr. Parker, who um, was uh, rather loud and the worst for wear. So dad insisted this man would be staying for Christmas Day. Um, my mum was not happy. So Christmas Eve that year, I remember lying in bed, listening to them fighting on the stairs about Mr. Parker being there. So Christmas morning, me and my sister woke up early and really eager to get into the living room to get the presents under the tree. We knew there was chocolate there. So we uh, we ran downstairs enthusiastically. We uh, burst through the living room door and uh, we were knocked back by this um, awful smell of gas. Um, this man obviously had some kind of uh, gas problem. Um, but we went in, being bold, being kids, and uh, there was Mr Parker. He was... Um, like slumped on the sofa, his mouth was open, he was snoring. Um, there was a bottle of empty whiskey lying on its side on the floor. One of our dinner plates was uh, on the floor as well, covered in ash and uh, cigarette ends. Um, we ran out. Um, yeah, so the day, the day kind of went downhill from there. Um, Mr Parker eventually um, left the living room about late afternoon. And we finally got in and got the chocolates. Um, but yeah, long wait for Christmas Day. And uh, I understand if you don't play this story because it is pretty disgusting. But yeah, bad Christmas. Anyway, happy Christmas to you both. Take care. We all have a fr we all have a friend that's Mr. Parker, but I think we also all have the sense to not have him crash on our couch on Christmas Eve. Yeah. What he should have done is dressed Mr. Before he brought him home, he should have dressed Mr. Parker up as Santa Claus. You know, put the suit on him, put the beard and the wig and the hat and everything, and then laid him on the couch. Mm -hmm. And then that would have made it a bit more pleasing to the eye as the kids woke up in the morning and found Mr. Parker passed out <laughs> after farting next to all a night. Plate full of ashes and butts <laughs> well you know the, i'm thinking like kitty uh, and her sister had a bad christmas having mr parker there throughout it but it sounds like mr parker had a pretty awful christmas imagine how bad your life is where on christmas eve drunk you crash at your friend's house and wake up like you know hung over on their coaches their kids are opening their presents and stuff like that sounds like the, the end result of a life of bad decision making but for someone like Mr. Parker, that is just another Christmas to him. That's how he spends probably all of his Christmases. True. So he woke up 
in a normal situation for him. Yeah, he's like this. Yeah, power for the yeah, course. When's dinner? Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you for sending that, Kitty. And for other people, for other listeners out there with a bad Christmas story, we want to hear about it. But we don't have time to hear about it tonight because we have a mission to keep Canada weird by highlighting the weird, unique, offbeat, unusual, unsettling, unexpected news stories that played out across our great nation over the last week. For tonight's episode, we're going to be talking about thumbtacks and Taylor Swift. We're going to be talking about Aurelia Ontario's but ugly Christmas tree. And then we're going to talk about the police with weird pants in Quebec. But first, let's hear an update on one of last week's stories. Is that all right with you, Aaron? Yeah, I'm very happy about this update. So let's get into it. This is a great update. Uh, of course, we're talking about Crosby the cat. When we spoke last week, one of the stories we covered was the stolen cat. It was a 12-week-old kitten named Crosby. Uh, we heard how he was taken out of his cage from a, water, a Waterloo pet value, shoved in some man's jacket. The man flees the store. A foot chase ensues, but the man gets away. He's caught days later uh, and arrested and charged with theft. But at the time of recording last week, Crosby the cat was not found. The man was captured, but the cat was not found. Um, we have an update. Here's the latest on the story of Crosby the cat. Well, the cat came back. Crosby the kitten was stolen from a pet store in Waterloo almost two weeks ago. Questions swirling about where he was and if he'd find his way back. Well, finally last night, the rescue group and the community have been waiting for. CTV Stephanie Davis with more on the feline's journey. It may look like typical kitten behavior, but for Crosby, the last couple weeks have been anything but typical. On November 24th, he was stolen from a pet value store and no one knew what the outcome would be. The fear for him, because he's so innocent and just Everything involved. It was it's such a roller coaster. Last week, the man who allegedly stole the kitten was charged with theft, but Crosby remained missing until Wednesday. Someone had him and wished to return him to us. Staff from Pet Patrol, the rescue that owned Crosby, picked him up. They pulled him out of their coat and uh, that was it. We knew that was our boy. Pet Patrol says the people who returned the kitten were kind, but as promised by the rescue, no questions were asked. It's our understanding that he was in four different places in that 10-day period of time and was sold twice. What's important now is that Crosby is on the mend. He's been uh, eating a lot. He's very, he's a little bit underweight. Um, he has a little bit of a cold, um, playing with every toy that's in his foster home. Credit is being given to community support. And that's what brought him back to us. Strangers following up every day with the store where he was stolen. Just a lot of people wondering, almost every person coming in is wondering about if we have any updates or anything. And while a family was already lined up to adopt Crosby, Pet Patrol has many others looking for a home. We do have quite a lot of cats in our care right now. And so they're a lot ready and available for adoption. Crosby is now recovering at a foster home and preparing for the next chapter in his already action-packed life. We'll just give him a couple of weeks and just to be himself in one place and to just be a happy little kitten. That's a good update. I, I wasn't sure where mm -hmm. that was going to end. When they found the, the guy without the cat and, you know, if he didn't say right away where the cat was, I thought, you know, that's this is not going to end well. But the, this... 
I don't really know what happened to the cat, but it does sound like this type of story you would hear about some like weird like human trafficking ring or something. Like how over the course of a week did the did the kitten go through four separate homes and sold twice? What the yeah, heck? that's like, it's what so is this bizarre. market? There's some bizarre market for kittens that I can't understand. And I know this time of year uh cats like there's there are some places or at least they used to do this where they won't let you like the SBCA used to do this where you couldn't purchase a pet this time of year because what would happen is somebody would buy like say a cat or a kitten as a Christmas present mm-hmm. and then they would have buyer's remorse shortly yeah. after Christmas so then they would notice that after Christmas somebody didn't like their gift Mm-hmm. getting a cat and then it'd be returned all the time yeah i could i could see that or or the same reason maybe they would be a bit hesitant to give people easter or give people bunnies at easter or something like that um but yeah, yeah even still though for it to buy and sell a cat twice like did it set did like some guy steal the cat sell it to someone and then they tried to like flip it for profit like i'm just wondering maybe how... yeah i don't know maybe this guy steals the cat again he sells it to somebody, they buy it, then he breaks into their house and steals yeah. the cat from them and then goes and sells it to somebody else. else. Just keeps reselling the same cat over and over and over yeah. again. Whatever it is, I'm glad uh, Crosby is safe and sound in a foster home that is all legal and planned and uh, nobody's trafficking kittens anymore. Yeah, it's it's nice to get a good update on a story once in a while. Because mm-hmm. yeah. uh, that story kind of left me feeling a little unsettled when we covered it last week so to immediately come back this week and have a happy ending to it is a christmas miracle we'll say it is a christmas miracle It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Do you want to get into the Thumbtack Taylor Swift saga? Do you want to get into the ugly Christmas tree in Aurelia? Or do you want to talk about the weird pants in Quebec? Let's start with the Christmas tree. I think let's hit all of our Christmas stuff out of right the up. gate. Yeah. Yeah. And then we'll and then we'll cool down on Christmas towards the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm glad you picked this story because I love it and I want to get into it myself. Uh, I think people who follow Canadian news, especially weird and offbeat Canadian news, have likely heard this story. Uh, if not, I'd be surprised because I've heard from so many listeners. Like, are you guys going to talk about a really a tree? Uh, but here's what's happening. The annual Christmas tree lighting ceremony in Aurelia, Ontario this year landed with a thud. The tree lighting has generated widespread discussion and disappointment as videos showcasing the underwhelming tree lighting surfaced across various online platforms. The video that's commonly being seen shows crowds of hundreds of people surrounding this large tree waiting for the big moment for it to be lit uh, with lights. When it is lit, you just hear a bit of silence, a bit of confusion, and a lot of disappointment. 
So let's hear a news report on the tree lighting, and then we'll get into what went wrong. The response to Aurelia's official Christmas tree has been less than glowing. Bemusement over why the tree is decorated the way that it is has become a talking point since a tree lighting ceremony that happened over the weekend. CTV's Christian Devino joins us live now with more on the tree, and uh, it seems, Christian, that it's a little light on the lights. Sarah, it certainly is. It's uh, rather unusual, that's for sure. Look, I've counted some of the positives, and what I can say, the lights are rather beautiful, but the downside, it's just around the trunk of the tree. In fact, my our, our director, Troy, actually whispered in my ear asking if I was in Florida. It looks kind of more like a palm tree than a Christmas tree. To that I say, I wish it certainly would be a lot warmer. Now, it's really putting Aurelia on the map for all the wrong reasons right now. In fact, people online are saying this is the worst Christmas tree lighting they've ever seen. And some of the people I spoke with today shared that sentiment. <laughs> An underwhelming tree lighting to say the least. The lights wrapped solely around the trunk, making headlines. And they thought it would be, you know, uh, festive, a little un unconventional. Yeah, it is. And going viral across social media. Aurelia's Christmas tree, the talk of the town, for reasons not quite so festive and jolly. That's the first time I've ever seen it where it's basically like a tree trunk lighting. A little yeah, weird. Yeah, a little yeah, weird. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. And nothing in the branches. Yeah. That's, that's that is an interesting thing, yeah. One woman finding the joy in the whole situation. They were great. Always good. You thought it was good? Yeah. But overwhelmingly, a question of why. I don't know about that. Well, one. I left the tree up there, huh? Yeah, I know, but is this a half of... Uh, no, it's a whole tree. It's a half of uh, okay. lights. Yeah. Yeah, well, why didn't you just decorate the whole thing? <laughs> eh? Longtime city councilor Ralph Sapola has been fielding those same questions nonstop. <laughs> Some of the comments have been humorous, and, and but you know what? It's for the kids. The kids love the Christmas tree, and this does not represent a Christmas tree. The reason, according to Sapola, is one of age. The tree's branches too weak to hold on to Christmas lights. Now, he's asking the rest of city council to bring in another to hold a second lighting. If you look at other cities like Barrie, Toronto, they have huge, big Christmas trees, and I think there's no reason why we can't have one the same. And I spoke with the company that actually decorated the tree. They told me that this is certainly the weirdest way they've ever strung up Christmas lights. However, they do certainly find a lot of humor in the fact that this is going viral online, Sarah. <laughs> Thank you very much, Christian. It's uh, something to be known for anyhow. That's Christian DeVito reporting live from Aurelia tonight. Oh, I love that news clip. There are so many cool moments in that, but for people who aren't seeing the visual aspect, the, the visual side of this and seeing the actual tree getting lit up, why don't you describe it, Aaron? What is it? What, how would you describe this? Well, it's just the trunk, obviously, that you heard from the story, but it does, like they say, it does look like a palm tree because when the trunk just the trunk is lit up and all of the like the branches that aren't lit up are just kind of hanging down and it, it does it does look like you a see, palm tree to me too you see yeah, a column the, of light and when when they're saying the trunk is lit like what is happening is it's it's a 
I don't know what type of tree, if it's pine or spruce or whatever, but it's a tall mm. evergreen tree, kind of in the center of town square, it looks like. But I guess it's in such bad shape, the branches aren't strong enough to hold the lights. So what they did was they just, the entire way up the tree, they have the lights wrapped around the trunk the whole way up. So when they're lit, it looks just like a, you know, a big column of light as if you tried to decorate a palm tree, I suppose. It looks ridiculous. Uh, and and I, I can't imagine be or, or that the branches could be so weak that you couldn't string lights on it. And if they are, you shouldn't be decorating no. this tree. The, the whole thing is bizarre. I kind of thought... I mean, I can, I can see maybe there's no other tree in the kind of vicinity of where bring, you need to have this tree. Bring, bring one, one in. in. Yeah. It's a really, it's not like they're in somewhere where they can't bring in a tree. Like they just send someone and cut a tree down and prop it up there to look better than this god-awful thing i kind of thought that maybe this was some kind of viral like a planned like viral marketing thing because it did get them on like late night talk shows and stuff um jimmy fallon did like a bit on it so it does kind of put them in the on the map but in a bad way and i don't think they're into, oh, I, I don't think is they were this the same is this the same tree that they've lit every year or is this the first time lighting this particular tree i wonder because it is a, an annual event that they do so so all of a sudden this tree is unfit to be lit so how did the branches become so unstable and weak over the course of a year is it weather related is it just that's what happened the trees old there would still be other options though let's like they must have done some kind of test run and they're like whoa this looks ridiculous like what i have at my house uh because my roof is too high to get up and string lights on i have one of those things on the ground that like shoot lasers at my house so it looks like there's oh, yeah like yeah. snowflakes and kind of stuff happening uh, could they not have just done something like that and pointed it at the tree it would have looked better than this to, to bring you know a couple hundred people to surround this tree as you light this mm -hmm. pathetic display. Come on. Yeah, I think I do feel for them, though, because it was probably the type of thing where it had to be done. Obviously, it had to be done by now. They couldn't wait any longer. And, and then they probably realized these problems when it was too late to do anything about it. Because uh, they didn't have this problem in prior years, or he would have heard about it, I assume. Mm -hmm. So... The problems that they ran into with this particular tree lighting were just probably too late to fix. Mm -hmm. So they're probably like, you know what? We'll just light the trunk and we'll just see what happens. Maybe it'll look cool. Maybe it'll look dumb. But what Doesn't. else are we going to do? We can't get a tree in at this point in time. Uh, there's probably too many logistical issues for them to solve. Uh, so they're like, well, we'll just do our best with what we have and 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 go from there. So. Ouch. I, I don't I don't kind of give them as hard of a time as everybody else is giving. And and also, you know, it's a Charlie Brown Christmas tree lighting. Mm -hmm. and that is true. And people shouldn't be so cranky about it. Mm -hmm. uh, they should be proud of their dumb tree and and wear it with pride like a lot of them are doing. You know, they're making the shirts. They're, they're rolling with the punches with this one. And. And I'm happy for them. That's very diplomatic of you, Aaron Airport. I like it. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I like it too.
All right. Uh, we wish you the best, Aurelia. Uh, hopefully in future years, you find another tree to decorate or find a way I to disagree. decorate. No, one. I think they should do this one the exact same way now every year, because now this is their, this is their trademark tree and it should be, they should, what they should, their goal should be going forward is to try and make it worse each year. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see what happens. And uh, people will show up like, how bad is it going to be this year? How could they possibly make it even worse than last year? And then that'll be the fun of it. You know what else is bad and worse than last year? Scams. The scams that are plaguing this country, taking money, hard-earned money, out of the pockets of our vulnerable and gullible. And that's why I want to get into these two stories of two scams that are trending in Canada as a result of the frequency that they're happening, uh, as well as, I guess, in one case, it's just so bizarre that it's trending because people are talking about it. Do you want to hear the story of the thumbtack scam or the Tay-Tay tickets scam? <laughs> Tay-Tay tickets. You tax. want to hear it? All right, let's go. Tax, Tay-Tay, Tay-Tay uh, tax. You must, you must have seen, like you use social media to some extent. Have you seen people trying to sell Taylor Swift tickets? No, I haven't at all, actually. Maybe it's specifically a Facebook thing. I, I think so, because I primarily just use Instagram and I don't really see anybody selling things on there. I see so many people selling tickets or trying to sell tickets for Taylor Swift concerts. I'm always sure that these kind of posts are a scam. In fact, if you go on a public Facebook page and you write the word tickets, not even in the context of a concert, you will have like random bots like joining in the comments, uh, adding a comment saying like, I have two extra tickets to Taylor Swift and wherever. And I, you know, I just want to get my money back for them. Anyone want to buy them? DM me, you know, this sort of thing. Um, let me read you a story. Guelph police say a local woman won't be able to get her money back after she lost $600 trying to buy Taylor Swift concert tickets. The woman called police on Saturday to report the scam. She'd replied to a Facebook ad offering two tickets for $300 each and sent $600 with the understanding that the, that the tickets would be transferred to her Ticketmaster account. The woman shared copies of the messages between her and the supposed seller with officers, as well as voice notes in which the seller had a notably strong accent, police said in a news release. Officers managed to call the owner of the Facebook page who said that her account had been hacked in September and she'd been trying to have it deactivated ever since. Police told the victim they would not be able to help her recover her funds. Now they're quoting the police. Residents are reminded to never send payment or provide personal information to anyone they don't know personally and to be very cautious of those trying to pressure them to do so, the police say. And this is the third alert Guelph police have issued in the past several months related to Taylor Swift ticket scams. So it's a plague if the police have issued several press releases about this. Uh, what do you think of this? Does this surprise you in any way? It doesn't surprise me if if there's Certainly something not. out there, there's somebody trying to create a scam around it. It's 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 everywhere, especially something with the kind of demand that like a ta that the Taylor Swift tour has right now. It seems like the biggest things in our life are COVID happening, maybe September 11th and Taylor Swift's era's tour. It's like you can't escape it uh, if if someone's selling those, you know, the police say be cautious of sending someone money you don't know. My advice 
with like sending money and doing stuff on like Facebook marketplace and stuff is consider what you're buying. If it's something that's in incredible demand, it's probably a scam. Like if it's, you know, we have the newest version of the Xbox that you can't get anywhere, you know, send me the money and I'll deliver it. So like, no, of course that's a scam. But if I'm talking, but if you see someone who's selling, like they're selling like uh, a, a coffee table, they're selling a coffee table. Yeah. For $60. Uh, I wouldn't be, too worried about sending them the money in advance because the scammer is not going to or is less likely to choose something like that as the bait they're going to go with taylor swift tickets or the new xbox or you know these sorts of things so yeah. i think if you're buying something like taylor swift tickets on facebook marketplace you got to be so cautious it's going to be ripe with scammers and it's also the idea that it's it's a, a digital thing so you're not getting anything you're you're getting the promise that they're going to send you like a digital code you know so do you believe the woman who says her facebook account was hacked absolutely you, yeah you believe that person i i believe that person a, a lot of when you see like people or hear horror stories of people selling fake stuff on marketplace or whatever or like just getting people's money and scamming them it's often done either with fake accounts that were just created or hacked accounts that are bought and sold on the dark web. Yeah, but isn't that also just a really good excuse now to say, oh, well, that wasn't me. My account was hacked. I think you only know, politicians that kind of... say that. That's like a politician's. Yeah. Account. I think I wonder, people... though, as the technology becomes ever more ingrained in our physical bodies, you know, as augmented reality becomes more of a uh, widespread thing that people use uh as as eventually we're microchipped and everything that we see is like you know it's inside our bodies and we see it with our eyes yeah. right in front of us the, the, so I think if we, you we call do that, something the word for it is the singularity and i think the singularity yeah. is the concept the idea that like humans uh, merging with technology mm -hmm. so yeah, as anyway. this as this continues and as this becomes a reality for us then you could do something like a crime or or beat somebody up or whatever it mm. is and then you could just say that your account was hacked that's interesting because it's i'm actually on i just did an episode of nighttime recently about a, a a murder where the perpetrator got off as a result of being found not criminally responsible as the result of like a mental defect mm -hmm. like, you know like i is the future version of that like hacked yeah, I've been hacked. My my chip has been hacked, and and I and I cave somebody's skull in with a soup can. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. We just uh, uh, the future is scary. Yeah, yeah, the future's so bright. You have to wear augmented shades. <laughs> so the Taylor Swift ticket scam. If you don't buy Taylor Swift tickets online. That's that's my or my just advice. don't buy them. You know, yeah, just just just, just, the... just live with the fact that you're not going to the concert. If you have it in front of us, in front of you, do you want to tell uh, Keep Canada Weird Nation why they should look out for the thumbtack scam? Uh, let me get it up here. The story, I mean. So I've got the uh, the, the thumbtack uh, okay. scam up here. So 
A recent scam in the parking lot of a local shopping mall has prompted police to issue a public warning. Mm. The North Bay Police Service received the report December 10th about an incident at the North Gate Shopping Centre parking lot on Fisher Street. Uh, During the incident, a shopper entered her vehicle after completing her shopping and immediately a male knocked on her window, indicating to her to roll it down, police said in a news release on Monday. Uh, The man then told her that there were thumbtacks in her tires and that she should remove them before she left. The victim located several thumbtacks and began to remove them, police said. So while she was doing this, the would-be good Samaritan reached through her open window and stole her purse. Later in the day, the victim noticed that her purse was missing and discovered that over $4,000 in unauthorized purchases and cash withdrawals had been made shortly after the incident. (laughs) North Bay police are investigating and offer some tips to help you avoid being scammed this holiday season. Let's take a look at these tips because this this is not just relating to the thumbtacks. This is just how you cannot get scammed, I think. Okay. So never leave your wallet or your purse unattended, even for a second. Okay. That's good Because that's how quick these scammers are. That's how fast they can move. (laughs) The flash is telling you that there's thumbtacks in your tires. and (laughs) You turn around for a second and your whole life is gone. (laughs) If anyone you don't know knocks on your vehicle window, just don't open it. (laughs) Even if it's a police officer. Hmm. Does it say I, that even if it's a police officer? No, I said that. okay. <laughs> yeah, doesn't matter who it is. That's what they're saying. Okay, yeah. Uh, the next tip is use your cell phone to call police. If it's a scam, the person will leave. That's true. Is it though? I don't. Probably they're just they're, so they'll you're leave like, I'm and they'll calling just, the police. Like the scammer, do they believe you? I, I don't know if you said that if if he was knocking at your window being like there's thumbtacks and you're like I'm calling the police he's probably just, he can probably walk away I think it'd work but it's a pretty weird way to handle it yeah yeah the next tip is be aware of your surroundings and any interactions with someone you don't know mm-hmm. but if I'm never rolling my window down to somebody I don't know that I'm not interacting with them ever so mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about that one uh, the last one is report any suspicious banking activity immediately to your bank or credit card company. Okay. Yeah. That, that's decent kind of common sense advice, I would think. But what about yeah. this this thumbtack scam? I think it is so absurd that it would probably work. But if some, I'm just trying to like play it through my head. Someone knocks on my window and they're like, hey, buddy, there's a bunch of thumbtacks in your tires. You should take those out. I just, I don't. Uh, yeah, thumbtacks is kind of a funny one because when would I run over a bunch of thumbtacks? I guess, yeah, yeah. I guess some kids could maybe put some thumbtacks, you know, yeah. to add some some realism to the to the lie. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, while you were in the mall, some kids could have, you know, delinquents could have walked by and stuck a bunch of thumbtacks in you. But your I don't even tire. think they would damage your tire because it's not like really. A, no, a the thumbtack, tire's too thick. Yeah, yeah, thumbtacks like a, what a centimeter. Yeah, I would use there's there's a nail in your in your tire. But but the thing is, is there actually was thumbtacks. So this this scammer must have gone to the car, put a bunch of thumbtacks in, 
Because because a part right. of the scam is you need to get out and spend a minute trying to pull the thumbtack. Thumbtacks, yeah, yeah. So it's it's to get you. So that's out of probably your why. Yeah, that's probably why they use the thumbtacks because it's if they were to use nails, that's going to be a much more of a process to to get to it do. in there. Yeah, so the thumbtacks is quick. Yeah, and it also if, if you were nails, if the people didn't come out of the store quickly, you'd flatten their tires, and it'd just be a whole different thing. But thumbtacks, you can just jam them in there and. Yeah. The more I think about this one, the more I like it. As a scam? Yeah, as a scam. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think it's legit. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. inventive. I've never heard of anything like this. No, no, I like it. It gets you out of the car. Like it's, and it gets you, you see moving. the thumbtacks there. So the person's not lying to you. And not everybody knows how thick a tire of a car is. So. Yeah. And if, and if I didn't know about this scam prior, I'd be sitting there like, oh, really? And I would get out and I would look and I'd see the thumbtacks and I would start picking them out. And and then he would get all the empty McDonald's wrappers in my front seat. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Jeez. He, he must have picked someone vulnerable, like someone who he knew would have a purse or something. Like, I feel like with a yeah. man, for me, you would have to steal my phone. Like everything is on my phone. Right? Like, I don't, there's nothing in my car of value. I have hand sanitizer. Yeah, at, at a point in time, that was very valuable. That's Not anymore, true. but yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I think we did a good job of highlighting two issues or two scams that are growing concerns across Canada. And I think we took it a step further by giving listeners a couple ways to avoid being scammed. But I would say, um, in addition to those, just don't trust anybody. If anyone you don't know comes talking to you, they're they're looking to gain something, or they're a creep, or a mm -hmm. weirdo. Yeah. And yeah. the last thing, if someone's on at my door being like, "There's a bunch of thumbtacks in your tire," I I think I just put my window back up and lock my door. I'm like, wait till that freak leaves, and then I'll send my kid to see if there's anything weird in my tire. And then your kid takes your purse. Yeah, it's true. Um. Don't you can't trust anybody. That's one of our rules, right? That's true. Yeah. Uh, I think the best we can do is just make people aware of what's going on. And we just did that. So let's move on. Yeah. To weird pants. Okay. Yeah. I was hoping we'd leave that one to last. We're going to be talking about a situation playing out in Quebec. Uh, this involves a type of protest um being waged by it's called they call them they're called the Sûreté de Québec or the SQ it's the Quebec police force and police uh, and the police force is currently in the middle of a negotiate a contract negotiation um that that isn't going well in in fact the police officers are increasingly dissatisfied with the progress being made in the contract negotiations with the provincial government uh the the staff or the police officers or the police force would consider striking, but police officers can't go on strike. I guess there's some kind of law against that, and I think that makes sense. So in lieu of striking, they're trying to put pressure on the provincial government in these contract negotiations in a rather creative way. They're doing it with the power of weird pants. Listen to this. It's the return of the pink fluorescent camouflage pants, or even the classic light blue dad jean. Quebec Provincial Police will be modifying their wardrobe as contract talks with the government continue to stall. 
Silt Aid's Quebec officers will be sporting colorful trousers in a move to show their discontent with the ongoing negotiations with the Legault government. The pressure tactic has been seen in the past by police forces as they are not permitted by law to go on strike. In September, the majority of the 5,700 union members rejected the agreement in principle. The government is offering a 21% increase over five years. In a statement, union officials said, given the situation, we unfortunately have no other choice than to resort to a means of visibility that carries a message of dissatisfaction. The Quebec government currently has its hands full with a crowded negotiating table with many public sector unions. Pressure is mounting on all sides, and many worry that the hope of having this resolved by the end of December is becoming less and less likely. We do get caught up in like kind of labor dispute stories. Remember we had in, in, in Montreal, I think it was in Montreal, there was the graveyard that went on strike. Yeah, the cemetery, the yeah. yeah. And the, but now, mm -hmm. the, but this one's new to me. The police can't go on strike. So to show dissatisfaction, they're going to start wearing weird pants while working. And, and during the, the video clip that we aired, you could see them, the, a couple officers on duty who had like bright pink uh, camouflage pants and just weird pants on. But the, you know, the top of their uniform was normal. What do you, what do you think? Yeah. So what are they achieving with this? I think they're just showing people like, I guess Look at my funny pants. I'm going to wear until you pay us correctly or whatever. I'm going to yeah. wear weird pants to work. I yeah, I, I don't know if it does the purpose. It does their point though. I, I don't think. No, it wait, that's what I mean. Like it's it's not going to get them any further in their in their disputes. So it's just, yeah, it's like let's well, wear the weird pants then if you want to. But so they're just standing around with weird pants on and nothing's getting done. And just going about no, but their stuff is getting done. They're going. No, about I mean, their I day. just mean like in terms of the negotiations for their between the union and, and how, yeah, how could it have any effect on the negotiations? Yeah, yeah, there's like nothing productive in terms of their union and, and management or whatever. They're just looking City weird. City Hall, whoever whoever it is they're arguing with. It, yeah, and they're not showing up to the contract negotiations in weird pants. They're going to work looking odd. In the news clip, a lot of them are wearing like military style pants, like mm -hmm. that's camouflage a, pants. Yeah, that's a different. Is that the weirdest they could find? I don't know, because that's kind of a different kind of message. That that message is like, you know, get this contract negotiation back on track, or we're starting a militia. Um, is kind of that what I get from that. But I was more interested in the people who were taking the route of wearing bright colored and you know um, just odd pants. But whatever the the purpose is, and and it doesn't make any sense to me and in this clip it's it seems like this is something that has done, been done before is this a thing where police officers will wear weird pants to work i guess i don't know i've never protest? heard of it but then like after a while if this if this you know we'll use you know quote you know quotes around this or like you know is this this strike we'll say um if this goes on for a while then uh how many weird pants do you own that it's not going to just become <laughs> something that blends into the background? Mm -hmm. Like you, if you walk by and the same traffic cop every day has the same pair of, of bright pink pants on, then eventually you become numb to it. Mm -hmm. and, and then, then you it's have to, really doing nothing. Well, I think that you just got to raise the bar. You're going to see cops with weird hats. 
or talking in accents. But then they have to go out and buy all this stuff. Is the union paying for these weird pants? I would hope so. When you go on strike, the union pays, you know, your wages or whatever while you get your strike pay. I hope the union is paying for their pants if they got to get new pants or if they decide to take the route of going with weird hats or something, the union should cover the cost of that. And if they don't have the money, then they should do something like we're going to talk in you know, pirate accents or whatever until this contract negotiation gets back on track and see how. Yeah, like it, it would be better if they just fully dressed up in costumes, but I guess they probably can't go that far. The pants is probably the furthest they can go because it's not covering up like any kind of a badged area that they That's have. True. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like their jackets and the, that those things are what carry the logo of of. Mm-hmm. them ident- identifying themselves as police officers their hats as well the pants is probably their pants and shoes are probably all they have to work with what is what about this in the live chat of the youtube live stream thomas c suggests cops with no pants now that might get some real attention yeah but then they'll get arrested because they'll be well, who's going to arrest them if they want to make a point they'll have to arrest themselves with because the... they can't stop doing their job oh man that would be interesting. But if they all weren't wearing pants. Uh, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't they think it'll come They can't break the law. They can't break the law. Yeah, realistically, yeah, they can't no, they break can't, the law. They can't expose themselves. Uh, and it, it's the winter, too. So, like, if they're just in their underwear, then mm, they're going to freeze. Okay. Well, I think weird pants is... Uh, you know what? It sucks to be a cop. If the, if the most outrageous thing you can do to protest you know whatever the conditions are or pay or whatever the contract negotiations are about the 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 most aggressive thing you can do is wear wear like unusual pants to work you still gotta do your job show all they have it seems like the more we talk about this the more we realize yeah it's it's the only thing they can do that sucks it does suck Mm. but i i just think that they need to, f- I don't know what they can do. I don't know. Yeah, I, I guess. I feel for them. I really if the, do. Yeah, if the pants don't work, then huh, that's it. Your back's against the wall and your one play is weird pants. That's it, yeah. First day of the strike, you're walking out in weird pants. <laughs> and then the last day of the strike, you're walking home with weird pants on. <laughs> oh, man. Well, what there, a week. There's no degrees. <laughs> yeah, there is no degrees. What a week. We've had a plethora of weird stories. We made people hip to some scams. We learned a little bit about Aurelia, Ontario and their lackluster tree lighting campaign. And now maybe we've helped some people in Quebec understand why the police are looking so unusual. Before we wrap this up, is there anything you want to say to people to help them prepare for the upcoming holiday season? Are there any um, must have gifts that you want people to know about? Is there anything you want to say, Aaron? You got you have the floor. I did come to realize that Mastermind Toys, mm. speaking of the holiday season, Mastermind Toys is closing. <laughs> and I'm disappointed about that. Master that, for people who that are was my yeah, for is that, is that a Canadian? I don't know if it's Canadian, but I but for if it isn't, uh or if it is, or if it's only East Coast or something, Mastermind Toys is kind of like a higher end version of Toys R Us or something. And here's another thing is people in the US, Toys R Us has already gone out of business in the US. That's still in Canada. There are two Toys R Us like locations very close to my house and a couple Mastermind Toys, which again, Mastermind Toys would sell like 
more higher end, I guess, is how yeah, I would and a lot it. of educational toys, a lot of not just educational toys, but they do have a lot of toys that are more like science based or more mm-hmm. kind of uh, engaging, mm-hmm. uh, educational, th- those types of things. It's it's my go to store for my nephews on birthdays, uh, Christmases, yeah. like anytime I got to get my nephew something, I just go to Mastermind Toys I find something awesome. I just did a birthday shopping trip with my nephew. Like sometimes when I'm not sure what to get them, I'll just say, I'll take you shopping and we'll go out and get something to eat. And then we'll go and you can pick out whatever you want, you know, within a budget, obviously. Okay. That's, a, that's awesome. That yeah. Know. Yeah. And it's fun. And it's a, so it's a, it's a fun kind of uh, quality time thing. And so just two weeks ago, it was my nephew's birthday and I was really busy. So I didn't have time to go shopping. So anyway, so after his birthday, we found an evening where we went to McDonald's and then he wanted to go to mastermind toys mm. and he picked out some stuff there. So, okay. um, but it's closing and it's, and yeah. I'm disappointed about, well, that. it's, it's not closing right across the country. They've closed. They're just closing the, I think the majority of their Canadian stores, but the, there is one near my house that's not affected by this. So they're really, yeah, I know the one in Sydney in Cape Breton Island is, but I think there's like, I don't know how many there are, but there's like hundreds of them that are, that are closing. And it doesn't surprise me. I think toy sales are, are struggling, um, across the planet. Like, you know, like I said, Toys R Us shut down in the U S um, Hasbro, which is a major toy and board game company. They announced today, like a thousand people are being laid off in the United States and they're pointing the finger at the decline in toy sales. I think it's just when we were kids, toys were so like such a big thing. Everybody was into toys. We had big collections of toys. Christmas would come, you'd have all these cool new toys. I think nowadays kids, a lot of that money that would have gone to toys in the 80s and 90s is being spread between like video game companies, online platforms, like, you know, in-game currency for different mm-hmm. things. And, you know, so it's just this idea of like a, 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 a collection of plastic toys or wood or whatever toys. It's just not the big business that it once was. And And, and when you think about the ripple effect that's going to occur here as demand for toys goes down that means eventually we're going to see layoffs in the north pole because the elves job is to build the toys Mm. so if children don't want toys anymore they just want you know kind of online platform based uh, purchases uh, then then the elves are going to go out and and then what happens then they're on the streets you know if you're a fool if you don't think that santa already has them in coding camps and has them working and understanding how software works and stuff that's they're not going to let that happen santa's been through change a hundred times and he'll get through this so i hope so but uh you know not everything lasts forever jordan and just just like the career of a tenured elf this episode also will not last forever in fact let's end it right now handsome Aaron airport until next time jordan until next time um if you gotta buy a gift for someone 
normalize giving someone cash. I'm always happy to receive cash. In fact, I encourage my kids to give their friends cash for birthdays. But Mrs. Nighttime often says, that's so trashy. We got to get them a gift card. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, for Dollarama? And she's like, that's all so trashy. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jordan, until next time, if I'm in a mall parking lot in my car and you knock on my window, I'm rolling it down. I want to thank you for helping Aaron and I fulfill our mission to keep Canada weird, but let us also call out to you for even greater support. If something weird happens in your neck of the woods, please let us know. We'd love to hear about it and respond to it in an upcoming episode. The best way to reach us is via a voice memo sent at nighttimepodcast.com slash contact. We hope to hear from you. Now, before we part here, let me give some thanks. First, a big thanks to Aaron for sharing another evening with me and with you, the listeners of Nighttime. A big shout out to the internet's favorite cult leader, Unicole, who provides the intro and outro voiceovers. And lastly, but most importantly, a massive thank you goes out to each and every one of you listening to Nighttime, as without your interest and your support, this show would be as pointless as it would be impossible. Now on the topic of support, let me thank the newest subscribers at the premium feed. Kathy, Johanna, and Rob, thank you for going premium. If anyone else would like to support the show, you can help us out here in a variety of ways. First of all, a premium fee subscription costs just a couple dollars a month, and that money funds the creation of the show. But the premium feed also gives you the episodes two days early, gives them to you ad-free, and gives you access to a full back catalog of episodes. If that sounds interesting to you, you can go premium at patreon.com slash nighttimepodcast. And even if you don't want to go premium, you can still help the show grow by simply sharing this episode on social media and letting all your like-minded friends know what we're doing here. We appreciate your support in this. So now I'm going to wrap it up. But until next time, take care of each other, hug your loved ones tight, and let us know if you see anything weird. Keep Canada Weird is written, hosted, and produced by the Nighttime Podcast. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.